Blog Talk Radio. Uh, junior oil companies that are, that are doing well in this area, in this particular area. 
um, and you know they have provided the geology, they have provided all the you know the seismic, uh, and what they needed is they needed a capital partner. Um, so we're in there. We've got some money behind us, um, thanks to our investors, and uh, we go in and we choose uh, which properties and which uh, which uh, investment opportunities we want to go into. Now, what we did, we started off with by mitigating the risk for our clients, uh, anywhere from five to thirty-five percent. Uh, we would go in and, and, and farm in, as we call it, uh, to existing production. So again, we spread it out over several different wells. Um, again, mitigating the risk, so there were not ever really a sole owner of any particular well or any particular property. Um, we're, we're, we're farming in, and uh, we're mitigating the risk for our clients. So again, we're not, you know, at risk uh, at any at any one time. Mary, I, gotta, you know, I think the I think the model looks great, but as an investor, I gotta go. You know, is this really in, uh, a risky type of investment if you compare it to, you know, you know, bigger companies, maybe some blue chip stocks and out there? Is, there, is it a risky investment? Well, you know, the energy sector. I mean, everyone says that there's there's high risk, high returns. I mean, sure, there's there's an element of risk in anything you do in any kind of investment. But uh, what we believe in, in our model, again, by mitigating the risk and going in and farming in. Uh, and acquiring some production. I mean, our, our company has three phases of of, uh, of operating. One is the acquiring, which I just spoke of. Um, two is in the through the drill bit. We're going to be um, acquiring production on our own through drilling processes with these junior oil partners that we have. Um, and the third is exploratory drilling. Now, exploratory drilling is obviously uh, just that. It is it is a high risk um, uh, venture. Uh, but again, when you when you mitigate the risks with your with your geology and, and you know the you know the best information that you have on a particular target zone, uh, you really need to mitigate the risk for your clients. Now, developmental drilling or inline drilling uh, or infill drilling rather um, is obviously where we're now focusing our our efforts on. Uh, again, with the markets when we started, it was it was affordable for us to go in there and acquire some production, again to back our assets. Um, and now we're focusing on the developmental well uh, properties that we've acquired. Uh, again, that mitigates the risk to our clients, or the you know the risk uh, the risk uh, component of it by drilling right next to already proven production. So if they have, there's a well that's uh, you know producing anywhere from 200 to 400 barrels of, of oil a day. We're going to drill right into that same reservoir. Um, we're going to go in there through a horizontal drilling process, and again, that'll bring us a little bit more production. Some of these wells have been up and running for a number number of years, uh, so we know that we're going to get production out of these wells. Uh, it's just a, it's a matter of, of getting the operator uh, in there uh, in a timely fashion and getting it done as quickly and as affordable as possible. Uh, and again, because we're Responsible with our finances, uh, you know, we have a very good uh, contract with uh, with our operator um, for the prices and and how we do these things. So, again, we we've just finished uh, drilling one of our wells uh, in Saskatchewan and in the Bakken area, and uh, we're just uh, looking at completing it here in the next uh, next week or so. That we we expect to have some very very good production out of that. So we're quite excited about our propositions going forward. Um, again, in the developmental drilling aspect, um, we have right now we have eight uh, wells that we are uh, partnered in on, um, with our share uh, increased on the drill bit, anywhere from you know 30 to to uh, to 70 percent. 
So uh, again, because it's a known reservoir and there's known production there, uh, we're very excited about our, our chances of uh, increasing our, our daily production. So you mentioned, I think you mentioned the area look, you're focusing in southeast of Saskatchewan, is that correct? Yes. Well, what it is in a larger scale is the Williston Basin. Now, Williston Basin has is, is quickly become one of uh, North America's you know, uh, most targeted areas um, because there's initially back in the 80s, or, you know, we knew that there was a lot of there was a lot of oil production there, uh, or there's a lot of you know uh, potential recoverable oil there. But what uh, what's happened there, and, and I'll talk a little bit about what the Williston Basin is. It's basically it's it's, it's 250 square kilometers of of, of an area of, of an anomaly there that's that's got a significant amount. Of, of oil, and this the type of oil that we have there is is a 42 um, 42 degree gravity. Uh, gravity oil. So it's a very light, sweet, crude oil. Uh, it's, you know, it's almost golden color. It's a very nice stuff. Uh, the refining costs are obviously minimal because you know we're not uh, we're not cleaning it out uh, and things like that. So we like that. We like the process of it. Um, the Williston Basin itself. Uh, the last time that the you know the U.S. Geological Survey uh, you know did an estimate there it was about 504 billion barrels of recoverable oil. Now, no, that compares obviously to a lot of things that we're doing in the tar sands, or you know even the stuff in Saudi. So, North America as a whole is sitting on a very very interesting play in this in this basin. Uh, the largest formation there is. is it's called or the Bakken. Um, now the the Bakken is has has been an incredible um, raise or incredible way of getting some good production out of it. Uh, in south in southeast Saskatchewan, particularly where we're focused, uh, about seven years ago, Saskatchewan's total production was just under um, three hundred thousand barrels in this area. Um, to date, I think it's around four and a half million barrels of production. Um, so. That obviously uh, speaks volumes to the amount of oil that's out there and the, and the success rates that these junior oil companies have had in that area. And again, we want to be part of that. Uh, we found a we found a way to do this, uh, and we found uh, um, a number of good junior oil companies that uh, that wanted uh, you know a partner like us. Again, we're a silent partner, perhaps in some ways. We get to decide on which projects we want to go into, but. We're the ones holding the capital, um, and uh, today we've been very successful with it. So some of the, you know, you mentioned junior oil, oil and gas companies, and you know I understand what the, you know, what those are, kind of companies are. But for those listeners out there that may be unfamiliar with that term, what is a junior compared to maybe like a name like a, uh, a BP, Conoco, uh, Petro Canada, Suncor? Well, there, yeah, there's there's we're a not, lot of variables really, but to the, you know, it's basically the amount of production that you have. The amount of lands or the assets that your company has, what these juniors have, you know, maybe be in you know the, the hundreds or thousands of, of daily production um, on the oil side. Uh, they might have you know a great number of uh, of gas properties, uh, and uh, you know it's just basically what a junior in a, you know in a bigger company would be is just that. I mean, uh, it's it's their number of operation and what the assets of those companies have. And again, because we're we're a bit of a you know oil and gas fund, um, and we really don't want to you know compete with any of these juniors or any of the big boys or anything like that. What we're doing is we're we're creating an uh, an excellent return for our clients 
by acquiring good production in a, in a proven area. So, Mario, you look, you're working with um, these juniors, and uh, I mean, they're traditionally smaller organizations. I mean, obviously, the companies that you're working with are, have done the homework around the proven proven reserves. They probably con, you know have a company like Spruill or McDaniel's, um, you know, documenting you know what the you know the proven reserves are in you know each of their areas that they're working in, and you obviously bring that information back to the investors. Right. Well, what we've done is we've focused um, we've focused in our area, and I guess that's that really separates us from a lot of the, a lot of other companies that are perhaps you know looking to do similar things. Is that we're right in this area, the southeast Saskatchewan. Uh, we've got a number of properties there. We're in the Bakken, um, and you know, in, in the Torquay zones. What our focus is really what makes it a little different. What you talk about, and when we talk to a lot of our partners. Is uh, why, or how we've chosen our partners to say where are they focused? Um, you know, there's a lot of companies that have good, you know, good production everywhere. You know, all over Western Canada, uh, in the states, and things like that. But we wanted to be very much localized, very much in an area that's that's growing and that's and that's got a lot of momentum into it. Um, again, with our with our juniors, uh, we've we've chosen the companies, and we were able and fortunate enough. Uh, to align ourselves with a couple of companies that uh, that are that are following the same kind of business models and stay focused and, and to stay on on uh, on what they you know they say they do. Because a lot of the times, what happens here, and especially in this market, where you know the things might have come cheap a few months ago, now they're very expensive. And whether you went heavy on oil or heavy on you know on gas, really kind of the telling tale we'll, we'll know in the next six to you know to 12 months. And how many of these companies are, are 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 doing well or not? Again, we went the oil side. We don't like the you know volatility, the gas. We don't like certainly don't like the gas prices. Um, I have a number of colleagues in in the gas industry, as you know, in Calgary, and a lot of them have you know mixed feelings of of uh, of what you know the the increase is going to be, and we just didn't like the, the that kind of volatility. Where we know that uh, you know in light uh, light oil. Um, is, is a highly sought-after commodity. Um, we can we have the operations in place, uh, and you know, and the, and the end client in in place as well. So it was a nice, safer investment for as far as we're concerned, rather than having you know several properties and you know being able to you know store a lot of gas and waiting for the price to go up. Uh, we we didn't want to get into that business. We're we're very focused on the old companies um, that are that are doing uh, you know oil production or, or, or going for oil. Yeah, exactly. And I heard some good news today, at least for those that are more leveraged on the gas side, that some of the reserve numbers are a little less than what they anticipated. My name uh, is Stuart Crawford, and we're in a conversation with uh, Mario Molina from Rogers Oil and Gas, talking about investment opportunities in the energy sector right here in Calgary. Uh, Mario, you know, I've been to Southeast of Saskatchewan. I know the Bidale area and, and all those. I've been yeah. very fortunate to work in that area. And yeah. I think uh, there's a lot of activity down there. One of the things that, you know, it's intrigued me about investing in oil and gas is the whole concept around flow through shares and you know for those that are maybe not familiar with that terminology i understand there's some great tax advantages around investing uh, uh flow throughs are you guys uh doing that kind of uh, investment as well absolutely that's that's one of the two products that we offer one of being a, a debenture that I'll, I'll speak in i'll speak of in a minute but uh the flow through shares i mean they've they've been around for a long time what's what a lot of people don't know about them is, is that, uh, or why a lot of people don't know about them, because in the past, you know, the minimums were about 150000 to to $100,000 in minimum investment. So, 
it was kind of coined the, the rich man's RRSP, but uh, you know that now that the, those minimums have been dropped, uh, we're looking at this as a, a tremendous opportunity for clients to to get in uh, into an investment that has a, a significant tax advantages. Now, what a flow-through share does is, is it allows you here in Alberta, it's it's 100% tax, uh, it's 100% tax deduction. Um, and we get that tax deduction from the Canadian government that allows you to uh, to write this off. I mean, obviously, we're a resource-rich country, and it doesn't do us any good by having um, by having this in the ground. We need to get it out. Um, so, what the Canadian government offers is the tax breaks for oil companies uh, willing to participate in, in exploratory drilling. Uh, in order to finance these ventures, uh, the oil company issues shares, uh, which allows the tax deduction to flow through to the investor. Uh, now, flow-through shares give investors large tax breaks and the opportunity for capital appreciation uh, based on discoveries uh, and rising commodity prices. Uh, so right then, I mean, it's 100% tax deduction, so we're talking about, you know, the maximum uh, tax bracket that our clients would be in in Alberta would be 39%. Let's say on a $10,000 investment, um, we have a $3,900 tax re- refund or tax return coming to the client, and again, that's just straight coming from the government. Now, we've taken that, uh, what makes it a little unique is we've taken that one step further, and what we advise is that you take those shares that you would have purchased with Rogers, and let's say there's $10,000 worth, uh, you get your $3,900 return, and then we put them into a self-directed RRSP, getting a second tax deduction, okay? So for your initial investment, we're looking at a $7,800 return on your money before, you know, Rogers has done anything. Uh, so we're looking at a 22% risk on a 10, uh, you know, or $2,200, you know, uh, cash risk uh, on your $10,000 investment, um, which is a pretty nice thing to, uh, to know by investing $10,000, you know that, you know, what's really at risk is $2,200. Um, and again, this goes through our exploratory drilling in the area that we know there's a, there's a, there's a tremendous amount of uh, proven reservoirs in that area. And, uh, you know, we really like our chances there. Uh, again, the, the, the flow-through offerings that we offer right now, uh, this week we took from $1.25 going up to $2.50. Uh, and, again, that, that increases your, the clients that, uh, that I had purchased them in the past um, to go up to $2.50 already. And we were able to do that, obviously, with our, with our financials and our assets that we've uh, developed in our, in our company that put us in a very strong position. Now, Mary, you mentioned, um, you know, the being, you know, full through being traditionally a rich boy's uh, investment. Now, I can't remember if I, if I, if I just missed it, or if you can you refresh my memory, what was the minimum investment to, you know, for an average uh, investor looking at? You know, uh, you know you're looking at, in the past, what the, you know, flow throughs typically were, uh, I believe they were around 100,000 was the minimum, or 150,000 was the minimum. I mean, the, they were offered in minerals uh, or, or, you know, an, uh, an oil exploration. And again, that's a, that's a um, that's something that's applied right from the government. Uh, and again, I mean, if you look at our, that investment through the flow-through, um, before Rogers Oil and Gas does anything, you're already looking at a 78% return on your money. Okay, so that's, you know, can be pretty lucrative, uh, you know, in the big picture of things. Now, you mentioned that you had another offering as well that um, – that we haven't touched on yet. Maybe it's a good time to dive deep into that one. 
Well, we have a, we've also set up a, a debenture, uh, a 12% uh, debenture that we've been paying um, uh, out since, uh, since, since I believe, February uh, of, of 2009. Now, again, we were able to pay our debenture right away because we got, off, we got out of the gate with some capital and we were able to acquire some production instantly for giving us, our company, some cash flow right away and giving some assets. Now, the debentures tied directly to, you know, the debt of the company, and we offer a 12% debenture, 1% paid on a monthly basis. Now, our what we wanted to do is, yeah, that's a nice, safe, you know, uh, investment. It's it's 12% coming into you annually, and you know, uh, for a three-year term. But we wanted to reward our clients um, and reward our investors by offering a, a production bonus. Now. With uh, with our business plan and uh, our business model intact, in we we looked at that and we said, well, we probably won't be able to offer that in, uh, in the first year. Um, and I'm glad to announce that we were able to offer that within uh, seven months of our of our uh, of our initial upstart. We're offering right now, and we're paying on a monthly basis our production bonus. Now that production bonus is is a percentage of the net back profits of the company. Um, obviously, our goal is to increase that bonus so that. As as we get, uh, you know, more oil production and more oil properties and assets, um, that obviously, you know, adds to our bottom line, and then we increase from there. So that's a very nice, you know, uh, investment. It's RSP eligible, uh, and again, with our uh, with our flow through share, there's a, uh, there's a nice little strategies that we can incorporate some TFSAs uh, in there as well. Uh, it, so, you know, the minimums on each of these products are $5,000, so it allows everybody to participate. Uh, again, the TFSA has become a very interesting animal. Um, being able to transfer some shares into your TFSA uh, is, you know, and let those shares grow as the company grows. Um, it's a very nice tax-free savings or tax-free uh, growth in your TFSA. Now, in your in your debenture, I mean, you can you can uh, you can ask for anything. Uh, for whatever your need is, you know, if you're looking for tax deferred growth in your RSP and you, you're a little tired of your RSP going up and down like a yo-yo, um, and in the past here in the last, you know, the, the market that we were in, a lot of people are waiting and waiting and sitting, and hoping uh, that you know their their investments go back up. I mean, our 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 uh, our look on that is saying, you know what, why don't we put it into some alternative investments where we know that these investments will come through. These investments are, 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 you know, what we need. I mean, if you look at oil and gas, or you know, oil, our oil production, then you know, the world uh, demand on oil is, is still significant. So, again, we're looking uh, at very interesting and uh, very profitable companies to go into and maybe get away from a little bit of the market uh, market volatility. Okay. So again, it's it's RSP eligible, and we can grow your RSP right into this uh, into this debenture. There's some tax savings, and you contribute, you know, five thousand dollars every participating debenture uh, into an RSP account. You earn six hundred dollars in the production dividend annually, um, obviously on the twelve percent uh, until the maturity. So, it's it's a nice uh, way to grow, uh, you know, uh, within your RSP. Now, if you're looking for an income stream, well, obviously that's a very simple thing. Is you know, you purchase your participating debenture, and you earn twelve percent plus the production uh, bonus. Uh, annually, and uh, you earn that until the maturity, which is at the end of three years. Now, so it's a good way for uh, looking at uh, saving from tax dollars to, to take advantage of uh, what you guys have to offer. 
Mary, we've got like five minutes left in our time together here. Um, maybe a little bit of a, a question to kind of ease some of those uh, things, you know, people thinking out there, you know, oil has been, you know, as low as 30 come on dollars a barrel, is up as high as 150 a year or so ago. Gas is definitely, you know, you read all the news that gas is, you know, uh, not doing so well right now. Where do you see the markets uh, going in the next 12 to 24 months? Do you see a recovery coming uh, that, you know, people should jump in right right now and then start investing in these uh, investments that you have? Uh, well, personally, my you know my personal opinion on that is, is yes. Well, the gas, I mean, it's <laughs> unfortunately it's got uh, you know very little way to go other than up. Um, you know, we talk to a lot of the gas people or the you know the gas weighted companies, and you know there there there's a lot of variables involved, obviously, with the world reserves and and how you know the you know Mother Nature plays a role in that. To, you know. Um, and how cold the winter is perhaps in New York or, you know, if there's a hurricane that's going to hit the Gulf and it's going to affect gas prices like Katrina did and things like that, I look at those things and say, well, gee, I, I really don't want to hedge my bets against, you know, Mother Nature. So I want to take something that, you know, that I know that we're going to be using. Now, if you look at oil prices and perhaps the, the why we dropped in oil prices, a lot of people don't realize is, you know, 55% of oil production throughout the world goes right into production. I mean, it goes into plastics. It goes into manufacturing of goods. Um, so, you know, people complain about perhaps, you know, the, the price at the gas pump, but, uh, you know, it's, it's actually the manufacturing that, you know, soaks up the most of the production of, of oil in the world. So if you look at growing economies like China um, going in there and, and, and purchasing huge blocks of oil um, in the tar sands that was, uh, you know, released a few weeks ago, uh, they're, they're, they're investing in, in all kinds of places. There's a huge um, opportunity in Brazil and things like that. Globally, yeah, there's, there's a huge appetite for oil. And, and again, that's why we, we took this and we said, hey, this is where we want to be. Uh, we don't need to go out and, uh, you know, scour the globe to look for this stuff. It's in our backyard. So our neighbors to the, you know, to the, to the east of us, uh, with a nice royalty schedule, which, you know, albeit it was, was our old royalty schedule. Um, and, uh, you know, we're looking at, a, you know, a, a sound government, uh, so we're not into, you know, some Latin American countries where, where, where you know, that, that is a variable. Uh, we're looking at nice safe, uh, um, nice, safe investments, again, in our backyard. So great uh, opportunities here, Mario, and I, you know, I learned a lot just uh, a while back, you know, realizing what oil really gets into plastics and the, the asphalt on the on the roads that we drive and tires on our car. I mean, there's lots of uses for oil. Yeah, Mary, how can people get more? How can people get more information about what you guys have to offer? Well, there's there's a few. I mean, you can talk to me directly. I'm always available. Uh, you know, our 1-800 number is 1-888-404-4047, or you can reach us online at uh, www.goldrogerscanada.com. Um, again, there's, we, we have uh, a website set up with uh, all of our investments and uh, offerings and things like that. If any of the listeners want some information, we have an offering memorandum with everything that uh, they could possibly want to, to ask. And, of course, I'm always available. Um, we have some audited financials attached to our um, offering uh, memorandum. Again, it's a little bit of a unique feature sometimes uh, with, uh, with a company that's less than a year old. That sounds great, uh, Mario, and lots of good, uh, lots of good stuff there. I encourage you to go visit their website. I think it's GoRogersCanada.com, and uh, you know, give Mario a call. I know uh, there's lots of great people sitting at Rogers that are willing to, you know, share uh, what they're doing with you. 
Uh, Mary, I want to thank you and the, the entire team at, uh, at Roger for uh, taking some time out and, you know, helping us getting this show prepared and, and of course, your time uh, coming to tell the, uh, the Roger story. Well, thank you very much, Stuart. I really appreciate the opportunity to, uh, to talk with you and I uh, hope to talk to you again soon. Great. Thanks again, Mario. And uh, just for uh, our listeners' uh, benefit, feel free to tune in. You can download any of our um, uh, archive shows at uh, radio.bulletproofit.ca, and all of our shows are listed on there. We are on the air Fridays at uh, lunchtime here in Calgary. Uh, that's Mountain Time, uh, 2 p.m. on the uh, East Coast, uh, 11 a.m. on the West Coast. And uh, if you're interested want to learn more about what we do, uh, www.bulletproofit.ca is our website. We are uh, a managed IT services company helping uh, businesses right here in Alberta with uh, all their computer needs. And this is one of the benefits that we bring uh, outside of uh, taking care of people's computers, sharing stories about businesses here in Calgary and Red Deer and throughout Alberta uh, to help uh, you know our business partners uh, grow their businesses. My name is Stuart Crawford, and um, thank you for tuning into Bulletproof Business Radio for this Friday. We'll be back on the air uh, in two weeks' time with another great uh, story of a business right here in Alberta. And we'll look forward to talking to you then.